All right, guys, if you'll thank you, Derek, the rest of the band. Hey, guys, if you want to get out your outline, you know, I sat there thinking, why am I so nervous this morning? I'm a little nervous, and, and I, I guess I'm that way every Sunday, but this is the last of this series. I thought, I'll start something new next week. I've been living, living with a margin. This is part 14, and I've grown quite comfortable living with a margin. Teaching this, and, and, and that's, he's calling me out of that comfort zone. And uh, I want to start off by reading uh, this verse. Jesus said this, so I think it's really important. It's one of those that's written in red in a lot of Bibles. It says, if you're tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your soul. For the yoke I share with you is easy to, easy to wear, and the load is light. If you got your outlines, well, you know we only used a, I gave you a 10 reasons last week about how to, why your tank is empty, and then I went on to how to keep your tank filled. And I only gave you a couple of, of reasons why, and I'm going to give you four more today. But I started off last, last week a, of how to get your, your tank filled, you got to get to the point where you're fed up with your life as it is. You got to get to the point where you're dissatisfied. I'm fed up with where I'm at. Then I, I said you got to get to the, the second point. This verse tells us to come to Jesus. We got to get to where we want to come to Jesus. And I want to tell you, Jesus doesn't care how we come as long as we come. As long as we come, that's the thing. You can come mad, you can come doubtful. He's big enough for all of that stuff. Right. But just come. The important thing is that you come. That's where you're going to get your tank filled. And so it's going to bring us to these next four. But if you miss any of these previous 13 parts, I've listened to them again myself, and, and I want to encourage you to go back and listen to them. If, if, if you haven't heard them before, you can catch them on Stitcher. It's a free app that you, that you go to, and you can uh, just search North Point Church, and, and, and you can get all everything that's taught here. But anyway, go to there. Number three. We're going to get in right into number three. Give up control. If we want to get our tank filled, the third thing that we've got to do to fill it is to give up control. Oh, boy. Here we go. Give up control. Jim's jump right out of the chute. Woo. To give up control. Because now we're talking about the real issue with the stress in your life. Aren't we? Control. The reason for overload is we are trying to control everything. The reason that we do too much is we're trying to control everything. And we go around with this attitude of it all depends on me. Or I've got to hold it all together. I'm going to tell you something, guys. The greater your need to control, the more overloaded and the more stressed that you're going to be in life. Amen? Sooner or later, you're going to realize 
that most of the things that matter in life are beyond your control. And the only thing that God wants you to control is you. Self-control. You can't control anything or, or, or anyone else. You can't control your parents. You can't control your kids. Amen? You can't control your spouse. Amen? Did I hear Angie say that? You can't control your future. You can't control your past. You can't control the economy. You can't control the co-workers. The only thing that you can control is you. It's you. Self-control. It's actually one of the fruit of the Spirit. Self-control. We got to give up control. Look what he said in 29a. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Now, we're not talking about an egg yoke, Y-O-L-K. We're talking about a yoke, Y-O-K-E. It's a piece of wood where you put two or more cows or ox or cattle together to pull a cart. Not just one, but at least two of them to pull a cart or to pull some sort, some sort of implement. And the yoke, which puts them together, actually lightens the load. When we allow Jesus to take his yoke, we're not trying to pull it all by ourselves. Not trying to do it all. And, and, and I want to, let me explain, because I know when we hear the word, the, the phrase, take my yoke upon you, it doesn't sound very relaxing. Because you're thinking, I'm already carrying too much. Why do I want his yoke? I want you to write this down. The purpose of a yoke is to share and lighten the load. The purpose of a yoke is to share and lighten the load. It is not to put more on you. It is to take more off of you. The purpose of the yoke is so you are not pulling the cart all by yourselves. Jesus said, yoke up to me and I will help you pull it. The reason you're so stressed and the reason you're so overloaded is because you're trying to carry everything by yourself. And God never intended for you to do that. Verse 30 says this, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's light because Jesus promises to carry it for you. Look at the NLT version. For my yoke fits perfectly. The reason his yoke fits perfectly to you is he knows your shape. He knows your, your, your shape. And a yoke is a symbol of partnership that Jesus is, is offering to be yours and my life partner. Jesus, Jesus is saying, I will take part of the load. Jesus ain't going to add to your load. Jesus ain't carrying anything. He don't need you to carry anything. He's taking part of our load. Psalm 55, 22 says, Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load and help you out. Now, who do you think's got a stronger back, you or God? Obviously, God does. Let me give you a little fact here. 
if you're overloaded, if you're stressed out, then you're not yoked to Jesus at this present moment. Let that sink in a moment. If you're overloaded, and if you're stressed out, you're not yoked to Jesus this moment because it says his yoke is easy and it's light. If you're not be feeling very easy and light, if those words don't describe your life, it means that you are not yoked to Jesus on this particular moment. Amen? You know him, but you're carrying the load yourself. You say, Jim, I know Jesus, but you're trying to carry everything yourself. Every time that you get detached from Jesus, you're going to get stressed. I'm telling you, it's a warning sign like on the dashboard of your car. Stress is a warning sign that you have become disconnected from Jesus. You are not yoked. You aren't meant to carry everything on your own. Secondly, a yoke is a symbol of control. Because you use this yoke to, to guide an animal. And it keeps the animal from going off in a ditch and at a pace that can be manageable. Write this down right here. When I'm yoked with Jesus, we move together in the same direction and at the same pace. When I'm yoked with Jesus, we move together in the same direction and at the same pace. When you're yoked with Jesus, he's not going to let you go off in a ditch. He's not going to let you uh, uh, go faster than, than God. Now, I, I know that that can be frustrating sometimes. Galatians, let me read Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. You know, when I, when I find that I get, I get frustrated sometimes because I'm in a hurry and God ain't. Y'all ever saw that? I get so frustrated. Who is setting the pace in your life right now? Who is setting the pace? If it's not light and easy, you're probably overloaded and stressed. But we need more than direction. We need a pace setter. You agree? We need a pace setter. I've never read in the Bible where Jesus was running. He was never in a hurry. And you won't be either if you're connected to him. Jesus was never in a hurry. But let me tell you a secret. You are going to be yoked to something in life. You're going to be yoked to something. If it's not Jesus, it's going to be something else. It's going to be something. Something that will, will drive you, that will, that will pull you, push you. It might even be the expectations of other people that you're yoked to. What do other people think of me? It might be the expectations from your boss. 
from your spouse, from, from your friends. You're going to be yoked to something. You're going to serve something. And if you're going to be yoked to something, why not choose the easiest yoke? We will be yoked to something. Why not choose the one that's easy and light? Rather than what the world offers you, which is stressful and overextended, overloaded. The problem is, is the way I see it after I talk to you guys a lot, is most of you have more than one yoke on right now. Y'all got several yokes on. Y'all got some yokes that other people have put on you. And you guys are crushing under the weight of them. Guess what? The yoke's on you. I had to. I had to. I had to. You're trying to please everybody. We think the answer uh, to escape is a vacation. The problem is, is that you take you. You take you. Because it's in your mind. And until you give up control, you're not going to have peace until you do that. Until you give control to Jesus and it's light and easy. Number four. To fill our tank, we've got to learn to trust. We've got to learn to trust. Keep your, keep your tank filled. We've got to worry less, trust more. Matthew 11, uh, 29a says, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How does gentleness and humility or humbleness lower my stress? How does it fill my tank? He says, learn from me. What he means is follow Jesus' model. How do we do that? We watch what he does, and then we do the same. If you want to be healthy and, and, and balanced, we got to learn from Jesus. And learning takes time. You did not get overloaded and stressed overnight. And you're not going to get unloaded overnight. But here's what I do know. Whatever you've learned can be unlearned. And you can learn from Jesus how to be gentle and, and, and humble. Why is gentleness and, 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 and humility so important in stress relief? Because those two are the antidotes to the two biggest causes of overload and, and stress. And I wrote them in, in your outline on the back, what the two biggest causes of overload and stress are. Aggression and arrogance. The two biggest causes of, of, of stress and overload, aggression and arrogance. Aggression is, is, is we don't want to wait. We don't want to pause or, or consider anything else. We want to jump right in, right away, overcommit ourselves, we want to do it now, 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 now. That sounded aggressive, didn't it? And the next one is arrogance. It's another cause of, of, of overload and stress. Arrogance is we try to control everything. You know, it, it's, 
it's not only what's, what's arrogance is I know what's best for me. And, and I know it's even, I know what's best for you. That's, that's arrogance. I want to control you. Let me tell you the single most problem causer, I believe, is that my and your ego is, is more responsible for the stress in our lives than we realize. You get that? Your ego is more responsible for more stress than you realize. And Jesus says the antidote is gentleness and humility. Guys, you and me, we ain't the Savior for the world. Jesus is. We ain't the Savior for everybody. So why don't you put, why don't you try trusting God instead of worrying? Worrying, however you say that. And what, if you, if you trust God instead of worrying, you're going to see how it lowers your overload and stress. And gives you a little more margin in your life. Proverbs 20, 24 says, Since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? You know, I told you I was stressed out a while back. And, and I was overloaded. And I, uh, uh, people kept asking me, Well, why are you buying the, why are you guys buying the elementary school? And I would try to make up these plans. And the truth was, I don't know. I don't know why we're buying the elementary school right off. I know what we're going to do with it right off, but I don't know. And I was getting stressed out because I didn't know. I didn't understand why God was leading us to buy it. But we are. We're right there pretty close. We're fixing to write a check for it. And still, I don't know. Someone asked me the other day, I don't know. I'm just not stressed about it anymore because I don't have to know. I don't have to understand. I just follow. Amen? Amen. And I'm telling you, God has opened up so many steps to this. I've had businessmen tell me, says, you guys stole that place. I don't know how y'all done that, but you got it. I know how we got it. I just don't know exactly what we're going to do with it. <laughs> I don't have to understand it. I just know and trust that he is taking us in the right direction. Psalm 142.3 says, When I am ready to give up, he knows what I should do. Are you ready to give up? I don't know what, what you came in with this morning. Are you ready to give up? How do, Jim, how do I learn to trust more? Faith comes from hearing and reading the Word of God. You've got to make time for God every day. Every day. Make time for Him. Because I want to tell you an easy way. Tate taught on it a year ago. And it's a way that I just now started doing a little while back. Every, just about every one of you have a smartphone. You don't always have your Bible with you, but you got your phone. 
download the free app, Holy Bible. It's a U version. There's plans in it for everyone. You can make time every day, every day to follow one of those plans that pertains to something going on in your life. I guarantee you, every one of you that I run into, you have your phone with you. If you've got your phone with you, you've got your word with you. Download that free app. Um, if you don't know how to do that, somebody here will show you. I can even show you how to do it. <laughs> Amen. And I just started texting last week. <laughs> Number five. Start every day, which leads into this, by filling my tank. I guarantee you the first thing you do when you get up, you check your phone. Just in case somebody had a had a, a something you can't live without text message they had to send you overnight. Or social media has to see how many likes you had on your last post. Check your phone. Get along with God and His Word. Look at Matthew 6.6. 6. Find a quiet, saluted, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Be yourself. Be authentic. Don't try to be anybody else. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. Don't role play before him. Mine's in a little place we call the man room. Before we got that, it was on the, it was on the toilet. <laughs> I'm just being real open and honest. It was there. Nobody bothered me in there. Amen. Amen. But now I have a place that I go to. It's secluded. It's four in the morning. Who else is up? Nobody in my house, though. And I said, God, this is Jim. Here's the thing. I opened my life up to him. He knows who I am. I throw out there who I'm mad at and who I'm jealous of. All of that stuff. My tank gets filled. Last one. Then we're finished with living with the margin. <coughs> stay connected to my church family. If you want to fill your tank, you've got to stay connected with your, with your church family. Guys, we weren't meant to go through life alone. God hates loneliness. Loneliness ain't good for your soul. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Being alone and lonely are two different things. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Two different things. You need people in your life. We need each other. That's why we talk about small groups. That's why we talk about, if you ain't in a small group, you're going to get picked off pretty easy by the enemy. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Let us not give up the habit of meeting together, as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. See, the church is where you're going to come get encouragement. That's, you know, that's what I'm ta I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I kind of get, uh, I'm out in the community, so I know. You guys don't think I'm listening sometimes. I don't ever want to catch y'all bad-mouthing one another. I'm going to tell you about it when you do. Amen. I don't ever, get, you know, if you, if you go to church with someone that, that here at North Point Church, I'm the pastor of North Point Church, and I'm going to tell you, you don't need to be doing that. 
You don't need to be talking bad about another brother and sister in this body. Amen? Amen. You don't need to be talking bad about nobody. But you sure, I better not catch you talking bad about a North Point brother and sister. Amen? Amen? We ought to be known for something different. And that's loving one another. Encouraging one another. Not kicking each other uh, when we're down. Ephesians 1.23 says the church is Christ's body and it is filled with Christ who completely fills everything else. You see, the church is a spiritual filling station. I hope that I fill you up every Sunday. I hope that, that's what I'm trying to do with what I teach. And, and, and Christ fills the church. I want this... I truly want as your pastor for us to be the, the healthiest church in America. Not the biggest, but the healthiest. I want folks who see us in, in, in food, food line. And, and they know that we're a member, that you're a member of the North Point family, to say, he or she's different. They're, they're different. They're not stressed out. They're not overloaded. She sure is a loving person. I want you to be healthy for the people around you. For, for your kids to be healthy. Guys, you and me, we got to be a model for the next generation for balanced living. We got to start getting balanced. And secondly, it's just a good witness to, to the rest of the world. The best way that we can tell others about Jesus is to live unstressed lives. Unstressed lives. In a world where everyone around you is totally stressed out, we need to be unstressed. How difficult could that be? If you and I could live on a march, to finally get fed up and dissatisfied with our lives and that we could come to Jesus, give up control, and trust Him, trust God. And we could stay connected with our church family. Guys, as we pray in the end of the service, I want to know what's weighing you down. Is it your finances? Is it, is it aging parents? Is it relationships? Is it your job? Are, are, you, are you a workaholic? What's, what's weighing you down? Jesus said, come to me. Remember, you don't matter how you come, just come. And you will find rest for your soul. And we're going to stand and sing. Band's going to come down. You guys go ahead and come on down and Justin, if you want to come on down while they're coming and, and you go to, the, to get ready for baptism after this song, we're going to baptize. Amen? Amen? Here comes Justin right here. All the way from Arizona to be baptized. <laughs> Amen. He's in our family now, so we can't make any more Arizona jokes. <laughs> no, seriously, while he's changing, I want to go back to that question. What's weighing you down? 
What's weighing you down? If you're stressed out and you're not and you're overloaded, at this particular moment in time, you are not yoked to Jesus. You're not. Because why? His burden is easy. And his burden is light. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. I thank you for good days, and I pray for even better. Lord, the world's kind of telling us one thing. and I pray that we listen to you, to your word. It's countercultural. I pray that, that folks around town see the difference in us. That we're not stressed out. When folks bring up 15 items to a 10 items express life. I pray that we're, we're not stressed out. When our team loses. I pray that we're not overloaded. It's been 12, 14 hours at work. Away from our family. I pray that we begin to prioritize things with you up front. I pray that we begin to start our day with you. We love you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus I pray.